0: to the Global Band Room, a podcast that brings you stories, news and great guests from across the world of wind, brass and marching band. My name is Keith Kelly and I'm a band director and musician from the west coast of Ireland. Each episode I sit down with band musicians and directors from across the world to talk about their stories, their bands, the lessons they've been given and the lessons that they give and how they're making an impact on their bands and communities. Before we start, you can find out more about the podcast and the people and stories that we feature over at bandsofireland.com forward slash the Global Bandroom. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the bandroom. And now on with the show. Welcome back to the Global Band Room. My name is Keith Kelly. Uh, I have a great interview lined up for you today with Tim Hinton. Um, Tim is the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast and he's also the host of Marching Arts Education, hosts a huge amount of webinars and masterclasses and clinicians with educators from across the US. So I was absolutely delighted to have him on the podcast, on the live stream should I say, last Thursday. And uh, the interview is on this podcast for you today. Now, if you were listening to the podcast last Thursday, you will have heard that we are awaiting the release of Lone Star Wind Orchestra's River Shannon project, the uh, work that they have put together with Julie Giroux. Um, it was initially meant to be released last Friday, but as we all know, these projects are taking a huge amount of time with the amount of recordings that are being sent into the various different groups. So, unfortunately, it wasn't released last weekend, but there is a release imminent now. By the time you're listening to this podcast, it may May have, may have already been released on their Facebook page. So head over to Lone Star Wind Orchestra and like their Facebook page and uh, the, like the Lone Star Wind Orchestra, the Lone Star Ute Winds page as well because it's going to be released on one of those pages any moment now and in addition to lone star wind orchestra's virtual band project river city rhythm drum and bugle corps have released their distant harmonies project as well um it sounds absolutely fantastic i know there's quite a few irish people um in addition to myself that recorded for that and uh, yeah congratulations to bojan and the team over there i hope to have them on the podcast really soon to talk about the project so head over to their facebook page and their instagram and give them a like and a bit of support Now, if you were listening to the podcast last Thursday, you will have heard at the end of the podcast our new segment about music and health with Jess Harris. Uh, It was really interesting. We talked a little bit about the history of uh, music therapy and about music being used to better ourselves. Um, We have a huge amount of topics that we're going to cover over the next couple of weeks. So every Thursday on the podcast only, not on the live stream on the podcast only every Thursday we're going to be featuring that segment with Jessica Harris after our interview segment so uh, make sure that you're subscribed and listen to the podcast every Thursday for that So that's my roundup for today's news. We have some really good guests coming on over the next couple of weeks from the uh, wind Wind ensemble world to the marching arts world, from Ireland to Australia to Ukraine to the USA. Uh, We have uh, every part of the the world covered over the next couple of weeks. So if you haven't done so already, just make sure that you're subscribed so that you're not missing any of these great interviews. Now, I first had the chance to meet today's guest, Tim Hinton, at DCI Finals around three years ago, and I was a little starstruck when I met him. Uh, I had been listening to podcasts and to live streams about the marching arts for a number of years, trying to just get better at what I do here in Ireland too and uh, tim has been a big part of my weekly listening um so i'm absolutely delighted to have him on the podcast for this episode Uh, he's a very insightful guy has talked to so many people from around the marching arts world i think he's on episode 900 so he's almost touching on the 1000 mark um this year with his podcast the marching roundtable so uh, i hope you enjoy the interview and over to tim hinton
1: hi how are you I'm awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you.
0: Uh, it's great to have you, Tim. Um, and we we met um, a, a couple of times, but we probably had more of an opportunity to kind of chat last summer at DCI finals when I was looking after the Old Bridge, New Jersey uh, drumline, the um, the the little kids from from New Jersey.
1: Yeah, that was really really fun. And it's always great to see you and the excitement that you bring and the sort of fresh perspective you bring. So I love that you're doing this and that you're bringing your voice to our activity. I always say like everybody should do whatever they can to help everybody else learn and find things and get information. And I love that you're doing this. And that was really fun. You're right. Last year with Old Bridge, the elementary school drum line, they were so much fun. And it was I did get to spend um, a good bit of time with you that day. So that was wonderful. Mm.
0: Well, it was my first time, because as, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a relative newcomer to, to this. But It was my first time bringing a group of, of kids and their parents. Um, and at the beginning of the week, they had never seen a drum, drum car perform live. I had the, the year previous. <laughs> um, and it was my first time bringing a group of kids from never having experienced the activity uh, all the way through the week, to you know, by the end of the week, they were saying who their favorite drum corps was, and you know what their favorite show was, and it was just it was really cool for me to be on that side of things, you know, introducing people to the idea and to the to the activity. So, uh, and and I think the real highlight of them of 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 the day was you know meeting you and interacting with you. I think they really enjoyed that too, you know.
1: Well, thank you. I tell you, there's, there's for a drum corps fan, and like, we all know this. There's nothing more fun than getting to introduce somebody to it, and I I try to do that as often as I can. I'll bring a friend that knows nothing about it to our local show, and wherever I live, just because it's so much fun to see their eyes get really big, and they're like, like the last time I took somebody new. They started coming out with all the props and the sound system, and the all, you know, such. And he was like, wow, this is way more production than I expected. And I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. Like he, and he was so impressed, of course, with what they were doing. So it's so much fun to introduce somebody to the activity.
0: It really is. I mean, because, you know, I still remember what it was like finding out what what, what this was a, a few years ago. You know, um, I thought of American marching band. And I mean, that's how bad it was. I didn't, you know, I didn't even know what a drum corps was. Um, but I thought of American marching band and I thought like these massive big college bands, which which have their their their, their place. But really, I didn't see the the level of production that goes into a drum corps show. And, and now, as I know, into like BOA style shows and so on. You know, it's just not something that we, that we really have here. Tim, um, tell me a, a little bit about yourself. So I know you ha- you have this podcast, uh, the, mar- the the Marching Roundtable, and you also have marching arts education. Uh, but tell me a little bit where you came from in in the world of marching. I know you're a composer and arranger as well. So tell me a little bit about your journey through that through this through this marching band world.
1: Well, how far back do you want me to go? Like I. <laughs>
0: Well, tell me, tell me where you started. Tell me about your own high school sort of, yeah. Sure, I started,
1: I started, I've been a musical my whole life. I started playing piano and taking piano lessons all the way back in second grade, joined the band in fourth grade playing French horn and just always loved music, loved being in the band. And so I was uh, with the University of Tennessee for my undergraduate degree and marched in the Phantom Regiment for three summers back in the early eighties, which was a fantastic, fantastic life experience. And then for 10 years, I was a high school band director. So I thought that was gonna be my career for all time. And I'm one of those people that sort of, I loved it, I loved working with the kids, I loved creating shows, I loved marching band, I loved teaching music, but I sort of burned out, didn't necessarily do it all the right way. But the whole time I was a band director, I was also writing shows, creating shows and started creating shows for my friends. So when I decided I needed to do something besides be a band director, I realized I could be an arranger. So for the last 27? years, I've been writing arrangements, creating drills, designing shows, helping figure out guard costumes and colors and the whole thing that go into these productions, it's so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years ago, we started the Marching Roundtable podcast. Uh, do you want me to tell you the long version or the short version?
0: Because well, I'm going to ask you, ask you a very specific question on that then. So we, when you go on to the Marching Roundtable um, uh, but, uh, about section, it says that true frustration at certain design and certain um, uh, things that were happening in 2010, um, you decided to, rather than just talk about it, which you know we all know a lot of fans that do that, um, rather than just talk about it, you wanted to do something about it. So uh, without getting too specific or calling anyone out, what were those frustrations?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have
0: they been addressed by the marching arts world since
1: then? <laughs> well, absolutely. They. I mean, we've talked about everything. We're about to release our 900th podcast. So yeah, over 10 years, we have talked about so many different topics. And it's really interesting because in case you want to know this, Keith, we realized really early on we were never going to run out of things to talk about. There's so many nuances. So we're from clarinet reads to the size of a flagpole to how do you write what like it's all there's a million pieces to our activity. So I can tell you that, Keith, I, you could be doing this a really long time. You're never going to run out of fun <laughs> topics or wonderful people. And the other thing, by the way, is every time we invited a guest to come on, they always said yes, and we always found they were really generous with their time and their expertise. People think, you know, they don't know these people that are designing at this highest level, but they're always wonderful, generous people, and they're willing to share. They will say all the time, I'll talk to one of these really smart people, and they'll say, I don't want everybody to make all those mistakes I made. So if I can help somebody learn something, you know. So anyway, going back to 2010, because I'm sort of dodging the question. But what happened was, you were giving, it, yourself a, just, g-
0: giving yourself a bit of an out there. I
1: did. Know. I was going to, but I decided I'd better own up to it. I don't want to say anything specific except mm. that my friends and I, I just didn't like a lot of shows mm. that year, and I didn't like sort of the direction that things things seemed to be going. I'm one of these guys that likes to hear a melody. I'm one of these people that likes to hear a tune I might know. I feel like it's good for the audience to give them. I started back in drum corps back in the late 70s where everybody was playing songs we knew, you know. And so I appreciate the more esoteric, um, you know, design of things. And I even enjoy music, uh, shows of original music, whatever. But for whatever reason, in that year, we all spent a lot of time sort of grousing. And as you said, we decided, well, maybe we should try to do something to help. Um so we started you know we started four friends and I, so four of us sat you know got together and said well let's see if we can do this and um like i said now 10 years later we've talked we've talked to just about everybody so the podcast seemed to have
0: um expanded beyond being just a podcast too uh, so you have a whole marching arts education wing where you're doing webinars i mean i'm very detailed stuff and what i love i mean tim is you're releasing a huge amount of this to people like me who is just trying to consume whatever is available that that might be free sometimes as well you know um like you're you're producing a huge amount of content uh, uh and asking for very little back actually in
1: fairness well th- thank you for <laughs> saying that i mean we it is my, my accountant thinks it's a hobby, which is very frustrating to me because I'm not making a lot of money off of it. I don't know what people think, but we do have wonderful sponsors that support us to help us keep, keep the lights on. And we do ask people for some memberships if they want to join, just to sort of help us keep things going, keep sharing the information. But here's the other thing, Keith, is that not everybody's interested in everything. Right. So there are, drum, there are people that play drums and they really only want to listen to drum stuff. And there are people that are color guard and they're really mostly interested in that. Yes, there are things about design. There's just things about putting a show together that apply to everybody. But when we started putting the content out, we realized there's a lot of audiences, even within our marching arts world. So we have to try to reach all those different people. So the more we can put out, somebody might be a designer just for color guard shows. And so they're, you know, I think they need to know a little bit about drums and how drum shows are put together, but sometimes they have to sort of grow into that
0: right absolutely and, and tell me this year in particular Tim are, are you, uh, obviously we're all going to be missing this this activity this year um, I think the last time that we talked actually we just talked about the cancellation of St Patrick's Day and the impact that that was after having on us here in Ireland and little did we know when we when we spoke uh, that the the the, uh, the world was going to come crashing down around us all and and the dci um uh, season not just not just part of the season the whole dci season yeah. is going to be canceled yeah. what sort of impact is that going to have on the activity this year uh, in in the us i mean not just the drum corps activity but the marching arts activity as a whole uh, how is how is this going to affect everyone
1: well the hard thing is we The answer is we have no idea. I mean, that's what's so crazy about this is none of us know what's about to happen, how it's going to go. In fact, as we've been doing all these webinars and conversations and YouTube videos about the upcoming marching band season, really what we're telling everybody is plan for every possible what if. And there's like a million of them. But you need to kind of have a plan for what happens if we start back in June? What happens if we start back in July? What happens if we don't start back till September 1st? Like you have to kind of have a game plan. But right now, nobody knows. I will tell you, we're a resilient bunch. I don't think the activity is going to come crashing down. But I also think that drum corps um, aren't wildly wealthy organizations, and they usually sort of make it through the season. You know, They have the dues from the members and sponsors, and they get paid to do these performances. So they're in a bit of a difficult position, but already they're showing their resilience. I'm sorry?
0: I think people make the mistake between turnover – and profitability um these these productions are huge you know there's a lot of
1: income and there's a lot of outgoings
0: Um, well
1: not like that but think about it you've got 150 people on buses Mm -hmm. they have to be fed they have to travel all over the country like it's a giant production and i I think people have no idea even if you go to a show and the course come on you don't think about there's some there's some ladies back in there sewing all day and there are people cooking food all day and there are people that are there to help keep the, keep the kids safe and well and like it's just giant, giant sort of like a traveling circus that moves it their is. tent almost yeah. every night.
0: Yeah, I've I've often thought because I, I never had the opportunity to kind of tour with one of these uh, these groups. Uh, I often thought, I mean, when I get close to retirement, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to go out on the road and just experience. I'll drive for them, you know. I just want to experience the logistics of that happening as much as I'm interested in the shows of it. It's actually the logistics of it are just mind bending for me
1: unbelievable. And so that's the thing right now is that a lot of the cores are really having to be resilient and figure it all out. But they are. A lot of them are doing educational content over the summer, and some of them are asking for us to pay something for that. And I'm like, okay, I want to support this core. So I'm going to do that. I'll tell you that we at Marching Arts Education are going to be doing clinics all summer with DCI cores to help promote them and keep fans engaged with the DCI brand and keep fans learning and being engaged by each of the individual cores. So if you'll watch starting on June 1st, we're going to be doing a whole series of daily webinars with each different core a different day, talking to them and promoting what they can do. And it's a way that we can all sort of give back. They're giving back to us by sharing their expertise so their instructors and their members, but we can also give back to them. So I would tell you if you're watching this and you're a fan of any drum core, you should go to their page and either make a donation or buy a t-shirt or do something, They every single dollar is going to help them out to be able to survive. Because I tell you, Keith, I'm not, I mean, I hope so, but I think it's possible not every course is going to be around next year. And so we all need to do what we can.
0: No, and I know DCI um, have uh, released that T-shirt, the March on T-shirt now as well, which yeah. is going to be then uh, spread among the the entirety. So if you don't even have your your favorite core, if you want to just kind of support the the general oh, uh, activity, the uh, the DCI store has the the March on hashtag hashtag March on T-shirt that they're they're selling now as well. And I think every world class open class and sport team that are registered with DCI are named on that tour T-shirt cool. again this year, which is really cool. It's uh, great. It's, it's it's really nice so tell me um tim uh, apart from the webinars um that you're going to be running then this year what does your year look night look like to you now um will you will you be able to get out and um and and, and visit anyone um, do, you know have you any idea
1: you mean like this year Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Normally what I do is when the DCI season starts cranking up is I start going and doing and being there and doing live interviews. Mm-hmm. Last year I went to Carolina Crown's spring training camp, had spent a day with them. Then I flew out to California and had a day with the academy. And I've been I flew all over everywhere to different, see different course, do interviews, help promote them, help share with all that they're doing. So this year I think I'm gonna be doing it all sitting right here in my. In my office, and you know, I do that all the time. I do a lot of webinars just like this, Mm -hmm. where I'm talking to people wherever they happen to be. But I got to tell you, it's it's really sad that I. Well, first off, it's sad I won't be able to enjoy the thrill of a drum corps show all summer, but also that I won't get to be in person and stand next to somebody because I'm like the biggest fan ever. You know, like I just turn into like a big kid, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that person (laughs) is standing right there, and I'm getting to talk to them, and I have my shirt on, and like I'm taking selfies. I'm just like a big fan, and, and, and that's what I—that's what that's I, it.
0: that's I, what really I try do love about you as well. The enthusiasm that you bring to the to this—I mean, you can see you going around the conventions and. Uh, at DCI finals and you're taking selfies with people. And yeah. I, most of the time, Tim, people are as, 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 star, you know, star eyed as, as, as you are, you know, they're, they're just delighted to be in a photo with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really nice. If that's the case, I feel like I'm just sort of trying to be a facilitator, but if anybody, I mean, I'm always having to take a picture with anybody. And mm-hmm. uh, even now with my crazy quarantine hair and goatee, I, I, I I've, I've really tried to neaten up today, but I, I'm looking pretty darn scruffy. Uh, so, <laughs> We'll see. But no, it's going to be it's going to be very unusual. And even like this fall, normally I would be doing fall, do do college band interviews and go to do, you know, all kinds of events. And we just don't know. But the wonderful thing is we have this world of online learning, all this wonderful technology to get to see each other and do interviews like this. So I'm going to be really busy all summer facilitating those conversations and sharing information with everybody. Um, anybody can find that at marchingartseducation.com. That's where the podcast is. That's where Colorguard Edu is. All these things that we try to do are all in that one place.
0: No, it's 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 a fantastic set of resources, and I mean, I I you know, the next the next part of the conversation I want to go on to is about newcomers into into the DCI world or into the marching arts world generally. But before I go there, I mean, I just have to stress again. If you are in any way interested in kind of delving into this world of the marching arts and trying to find out how best to approach it, how best to maybe teach your kids, we have a lot of um, little bands here in Ireland that are maybe starting to think through, maybe you know, putting a concert band onto a, a sound sport uh, space, um, but a lot of the time people aren't overly certain about how to start their band moving you know we've had a couple of bands turning up you know on more than one occasion just sort of shuffling and maybe it might be time they maybe take the next step or a step even um you know beyond doing shuffling so i've found your podcast and resources that you have to be hugely helpful i'm very um uh, beginner friendly as well you know there, there was nothing in it at the, even at the very beginning where I was feeling that like I was out of my depth in any way so I would have to say if, if anybody is, is interested in kind of exploring this world for the first time it's a it's a great set of resources so well thank you and sort of, yeah okay. go ahead I'm sorry so with, with, with those sort of people in mind um, Tim we have a summer now where a lot of people are finding a little bit of time to maybe consume a little bit more content Uh, particularly visual content a lot of us are listening to audio content even on our commutes to work but visual content people are getting the get an opportunity to listen to for for maybe uh, or a little a little bit more than usual so um, for someone that is interested in finding out a little bit more about the drum corps world and the american marching show band sort of world where do they begin Um, where, where it's a, it's a, it's a big question. Um, But what, what sort of resources should they be looking at?
1: Oh my goodness. That is a huge question. Um, I think I would say start by figuring, start somewhere, you know, find a YouTube video of some group and start watching it and then start to figure out like what you like, or sometimes what, what people often do is they find something they like and they really delve there. So if you decide that you really love what the Phantom Regiment's doing and their style and they have played classical music for all these years, there's lots of ways you can research that and learn about them. You can go to my site and you can hear interviews with people from the Phantom Regiment staff over the years, um, or you can find their own resources on their website, et cetera, et cetera. So one thing to do would just be to start rummaging around and seeing what's out there and watching um when people are going to try to be a drill designer or music arranger one of the first things you do is you just really listen to and watch a lot of shows Mm -hmm. and you find out what's out there and then you start to find what do i like and what what do i respond to and what style do i like and then you start to research that more
0: Mm -hmm. And, and like i mean now that we have youtube it's it's just so easy to be able to see i mean Stuff that's been put up there legitimately, of course, is what I'm what, what I what I'm uh, promoting. But there is other stuff up there as well, <laughs> which you can which you can find. Um, but I mean, really, we, you can go back to the very beginning of this and see the evolution of the activity over you know the last 50 years. And I mean, it's 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 it's, you know, even over even over the time that I've been watching it over the last five years, it's evolved hugely in that time so it's actually it's really interesting to kind of go back and watch how those shows have developed since uh, even the 90s
1: yeah and i would say the 70s you know like like why not go all the way i mean drum corps has been around a really long time a lot of these drum corps that are performing are 50 60 plus years old Mm -hmm. and they've been doing this so it's really interesting because if you watch a show from 1972 you still see the nuts and bolts of what we do it's very different and it seems very sort of primitive but they're still marching, they're playing. There were all these sort of different rules and different ways they went about it. But it's really fun to look back through the different decades and see the building blocks of where we are now and where we've come from. So
0: for anyone that um, follows drumcore in any way, there's always sort of uh, two camps of people. There's people that, and I, and I mean, there's a lot of gray area as well, but for, generally speaking, there's two camps. There's people that love old um, drum corps and traditional drum core and there's people that love what's happening now and everything that, that that's about that what camp do you fall into do
1: <laughs> well see now if i say both which is my answer you're going to think it's a dodge but actually i do i just love the activity and i'll mm-hmm. tell you how i get past that if that's if that's interesting to you is because well,
0: it is interesting. I, I mean, I'm I'm interested in fandom generally and this right. cultural sort of idea that I mean, no matter what activity or no matter what part of culture we're in now at the moment, there seems to be a fandom that can be um,
1: problematic <laughs> at times. Well, here's um, the thing. So I'm right,
0: actually interested in hearing your. Answers. Okay,
1: so I have a lot to say about this. So I don't know how long you have, but <laughs> first thing I would say is this: everybody that marched drum corps, it changed their life it was one of the greatest experiences they ever had. I can tell you that I marched in 1980, 81, and 82, and I will have a conversation with one of those marchers that I marched with in 1982, and it feels like yesterday. We immediately, we just have this special bond. So the drum corps experience that people have is really significant, completely Mm life-changing. So when you go through that as a young person, because when you're marching drum corps, you're usually 19, 20, 21, that you know, you know, There are senior drum corps, but most people age out when they're 21. Okay, that's a really, really formative time, and we, it has a huge impact on everything we do the rest of our life. So it's a natural tendency that, that whatever you did when you marched and you had that unbelievable life-changing experience, that's what drum corps is mm. to you. So I have a lot of sympathy and empathy with somebody who marched in 1970-whatever And they don't understand what or don't like what's going on today. But you have to remember that this huge thing that happened to them that they loved that they fell in love with, that's what drum corps is. That's what it means to their head. Mm -hmm. So I, I really try to put that context in people's eyes. But the other thing I tell people is this. People that are like, drum corps is not at all like it was when I March, you know, and and it's so different. And they're just running around and there's costumes and they're not wearing hats. And the whole thing is upsetting to people. And I understand that, but here's what I tell them because I had this very experience myself just last summer. I pulled up, I went, I went all the way to Houston, Texas to see see a regional. I I was going to do a day of interviews with the blue coats, man. They're so smart. They're so amazing. They're doing this Beatles show. Everybody was in love with it. It was so exciting. I pull up and you know what I see? There's a bunch of young people wandering around half awake, eating cereal out of plastic bowls and being fed out of a truck. They're sleeping in the gym on a sleeping bag, and they're schlepping their suitcases around. And I said to myself, this is exactly like it was for me in 1982. <laughs> the the actual bones of it. Right playing music, learning to march, putting on a show, performing for crowds, schlepping your stuff around all summer, being exhausted, sleeping on the bus, all the stuff that makes drum corps what it is, is still exactly the same.
0: And, you know, I, 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 I often speak over in the U.S. about sort of European banding and Irish banding and comparing and contrasting it to U.S. banding. And whereas you're making a comparison between a 1970s drum corps and a 2020, 2019 drum corps. I mean, I could make the same comparison between a modern U.S. band or drum corps and an Irish or U.K. band. It you know when you if you turn up before the before the performance, it's a bunch of teenagers hanging out with their buddies, messing around, gonna, you know trouble down the back of the bus. Uh, you know, there's a lot of it's it's the same thing. I mean, I, I you know. I and I I often stress that when I'm talking to any any high schoolers or middle schoolers over in the U.S. as well, it's like if you met my kids, they'd be exactly the same as you guys. You wouldn't be able to tell you apart. And it's yeah, the same, kid, it's kids the same are kids. A 1970s kid and a
1: and a 2019 kid. Right, and I mean certainly a kid today is not the same as a kid was in the 70s, but still ultimately they are. Mm-hmm. And what the the things that pull us together, we love music, we love performing, we love moving around the field, whether it's in a parade or we love just sitting and playing music. All of that is universal. That's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, I think there were cavemen banging on rocks, loving music, you know? So this is part of being a human being. And I always try to remind everybody, let's remember all the things that are more alike about all of us than the differences that everybody tries to use to divide us.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, I suppose to talk a little bit about difference, though, for a second, there is something, there's a special sauce in DCI. There's there's something there is, you know, as as, as a newcomer to this um, and having marched uh, military tattoos around Europe and uh, performed in, in many different places. I, I had never seen that level of discipline and it's not even discipline. It's 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 a it's a belief. In the way that drum corps are instructed, and I mean that has passed down obviously to a way a lot of the top high school bands are being coached and instructed now as well. Um, what what is so special about DCI? What and I know again I'm asking big wide questions okay. here, but what in your mind makes DCI the major league as they call themselves of the marching arts?
1: Well. There is definitely a special sauce. You know, we, so we've all fallen in love with, and anybody that sees a Drunk war show, especially live, it is a life-changing event. I'll tell you where it started. I think it started on a level of execution and excellence. Mm. That was the thing, is that they, even back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, whatever, there was a level of excellence of it was so clean. It was so precise. The the, the precision of the movements and everything being so precise and being performed at such a high level, the level of excellence that the groups, that's still carried on. And I think that that's the main hallmark, is when you see a top drone fuel core, you just can't believe how good they are. It's sort of like, I don't know anything about gymnastics, but I think it's thrilling to watch somebody do all those tumbles and land in the Olympics, and they're like, wow, and they get a perfect score. Whatever happens, and like, I can appreciate that excellence, and I hope Through my work in the world of marching, I understand all the hours. We really don't know, but like there's hours and hours and hours of work. So when you look at a drum corps, you're not only looking at the hours of work that that group has put together to perfect that show, but each member like this is the elite marchers. If you're going to spend your summer and you're going to get a spot in one of these top groups, you have spent hours and hours and hours over years perfecting your craft learning to move, control your body, play really well, get a great sound while moving, and then having the discipline to spend all day doing that. But the thing that's so cool about it, and the thing that I think is so addictive to people and so thrilling is that it's sort of like um, you're in a group where all the best, most motivated, most talented, most into it, excited people in the world are all there together... You know, like, you know, when you're in a band and you're like that guy, you know, then you're like the one that's the most into it, the most excited. And you feel like, where is I, you know, you're a bit of an outlier. When you go to a drum course and you're a member of that core, yeah. you realize uh, there's tons of people like me who are at this elite level who are so into it and will do anything to get it right. That's thrilling to be a part and be surrounded by all those people that want that same level of excellence and care that much. Because most high school bands, as good as they are, there are people that are just be there with their friends. And there are people that are just, you know, everybody has their reason. And that's great. That's what band marching bands should be. But when you get to that elite level like drum corps, you're surrounded by people that are just as excited and into it and talented and have worked just as hard as you have for years. That's thrilling to be a part of.
0: No, you, you've really put your finger on on something there in sort of identifying, um, you know, being that guy that's kind of you know in their band maybe one or two of them that right. are sort of you know really striving to be the best at all times not necessarily surrounded people with that have that same interest you know right. maybe their interest lies elsewhere that's fine right um unfortunately for me i was 31 irish and a clarinet player when i found that
1: <laughs> well right but you can still be involved in it you're no, still in it right now by doing conversations yeah. like this
0: totally and you know what as an activity as an organization dci generally and then all of the various cars as well i've found them nothing but willing to bring me in um for anyone that's out there thinking look i'm not 17 18 19 20 living in the u.s i don't play brass or anything hey listen i'm an example of this being an activity that is completely open Um, i've had nothing but enthusiasm for my involvement with the activity and a place for me so um, i'd encourage anyone that has any interest if you if you've seen a drum corps show if you haven't seen a drum corps show Just go and check out the highlights. Turn the volume up, put it on a big screen, and sit back and just allow yourself to 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 be amazed by it. And if you have seen some drum corps before, but you're you're kind of um maybe a little bit nervous about kind of taking a step into getting involved in the world, please know that um this is an activity that's full of some of the best people that I've come across.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's drum corps at every level too. Like you know, when we see the very top groups. At DCI finals you know like that's the elite of the elite but drum corps does service all kinds of people at all kinds of levels there are young there are cores with younger members that have you know have a smaller tour and there are places that even if you want to be a drum corps member there are places you can start that you can find a place to live and you can have a great drum corps experience in all those course open class corps, sound sport teams all of them are ways to be involved and there's there are cores at every level a lot of people sort of start Mm -hmm. somewhere and then end up maybe in their dream core after they have some years of experience and they've gained that level of excellence that allows them to be ready so there's lots of ways to do this don't be intimidated and there's lots of ways just to volunteer and help out right if there's a core in your town help go you know make a run to you know target for them they need help they need anything that you want to offer they're willing to accept
0: no, and like we've we've adopted Soundsport here as sort of a model for um, developing marching arts here in Ireland. The IMBA, the Irish Marching Band Association, runs a, a Soundsport division in every event that we that we run now, and it is more more widely signed up to than any of the DCE events that we run here. So um, it's, it, it has helped the, the activity to grow in Ireland. And it's a great, you know, the idea of a 360 field, a smaller field, suits smaller bands. Um, you know, if you're, you know, if you're hoping to kind of run events um, sometime soon, DCI are going to be hugely supportive of running a sound sport event wherever you are in the world.
1: So um, yeah. yeah, there is, there's something for everyone. Uh, and you Italy. know, the other thing that's so great about that is there's also something really fun and exciting about being a part of a group putting it together and then staying with it over time and watching it get better and better and everybody get better around you and the whole thing progresses and you can do more and you can do harder music and you can it's so exciting so i would encourage people think about having that experience have your own sport group and then stay with it over time and keep recruiting and keep everybody keep practicing Just like any band, it's so much fun to be in a group that gets better and better. And we can play harder music and, oh, we're finally ready to play that song that we love. And that's really fun. That's part of the whole musician's journey. Mm -hmm. I remember playing piano and I finally got where I could play a certain song I was dying to play. But I had to get the skills and practice to be able to do that. So there's lots of ways you can have a great experience in the world of drum corps or marching you know,
0: like you I said, mean, sport of uh full of seven to ten year olds right now at the moment. Um They've <laughs> uh, literally just picked up their instruments. My own two kids are in it as well. That's awesome. And uh, this year our, we, we were already planning our show and it was take eight, eight steps forward, wiggle their bums, take eight steps back, wiggle their bums again, then wave to the audience. And that was the show, you know. <laughs> <It> <laughs>
1: and was, I want to um, see that. You know yeah. what?
0: it's it no it was it was it was fun um so hopefully we'll be able to do that again so uh, at some stage but listen tim thanks so much for i mean i could talk to you all day and there's so many different topics that i'd like to kind of deep well let's do it again like
1: there's lots to talk about
0: There is. There is. And you know,
1: you're doing a great job. I love that you're doing this. I think you're really good at this. You have a way of just sort of putting people at ease and making them feel comfortable. And that's the the sign of a good interviewer. So I think you're onto something here. I'm glad you're doing it. And I would, you make me feel comfortable. I would talk to you anytime. So let's do this again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a, we've got our matching DCI medals up there as well.
1: There it is. That's right. (laughs) Our, our plaque for stood helping next
0: DCI. To each other on Lucas Oil. We can say that we've stood next to next to each other on Lucas Oil.
1: That, that's <laughs> true. And thank you to everybody at DCI for letting us both be involved. Like it's thrilling to get to be a part of it. Whatever that means for whoever you are. Yeah,
0: absolutely. listen, Tim, thanks. Thank you so much. We're absolutely going to have you back on. If people want to find out a little bit more about you, again, I know we've mentioned the website, but where where else can they go?
1: Sure. Well, everything's at one place that I do. I finally got smart. I used to have four websites. I finally got smart and put them all in one. So if you go to marchingartseducation.com, you'll find the Marching Roundtable podcast. You'll find all the webinars. You'll find my Tim Hinton music site where you can see my arrangements, my consultation services, like everything I've got on that one website. I finally got smart enough to do that. So if you go to marchingartseducation.com, Course, Marching Roundtable, you can put marchingroundtable.com, put my name, timhinton.com. They're all, they all point you to that same place. That's where they can find me and you can reach me at any time. If you want to contact me directly, it's tim at marchingroundtable.com.
0: Thanks, Tim. Talk to you soon.
1: It's wonderful talking to you.
0: Well, it was great having Tim on the podcast and as a podcaster himself, having done almost 900 episodes, it was so brilliant to be able to talk to someone where the conversation just flowed so, so easily. Um, so, huge thank you to Tim for coming on to the podcast and again, head over to his website Marching Roundtable or Marching uh, Arts Education and find out more about his wonderful work and all of those webinars that he puts together for educators and for students too that's it for today's episode as always you can find us on facebook on our facebook page the global band group podcast and on our group the global band room where you can share your own stories you can share news you can interact with over a thousand musicians from across the world who are all taking part in various different global band projects right now at the moment uh, you can also find us on instagram at the global band room so stay safe and well and i'll see you next time back in the band room